For BYU-Idaho Radio, this is Morgan White. Joining me today is Byron Gilbert, the Environment, Health, and Safety Coordinator at BYU-Idaho. Brother Gilbert will be giving the devotional address on August 16th. So your biography says that you like to take your camp route as much as you can. And mm-hmm. have you and your family gone on any recent trips that you really loved? We haven't gone any in the last couple summers, any big ones. Um, we have had several that we've really enjoyed. But anytime we get it out, it's just even if we go down the road a little bit, it's just a lot of fun and just be able to get away and enjoy the, the sounds of nature. And we just enjoy it. Whatever we can get, we really enjoy has there been a trip in the past that you guys went on that you just loved and you'd love to go back to someday? Uh, yeah, the very first trip that we had when we when we got our camper trailer, that very summer we actually took it over to Mount Rushmore and we spent a few days over there and just around that area and that was that was a, just a fun introduction to camping and just loved it and fell in love with it and then more recently, just a couple of years ago, we actually took the camper and everybody piled in and we drove down the Oregon coast. It was wonderful. And there's just so much beauty and it's just, I loved it. And the kids had a great time. It was just really a neat experience. We got to see some whales at different times. And I mean, it was just, it was really a neat, neat experience. Yeah. And you have two kids, right? I have two children. Two children. And they're older, younger? They're they're both older. They're actually, um, they, they've, they've, moved out and are attending college and and so we're we're empty nesters at home and, <laughs> except for the pets i guess but uh yeah which we really enjoy as well how does it feel to be empty nesters finally? it's it's you know it's it's nice it's we miss them we miss the the noise around the house but uh but it's it's nice to just be with my wife and be able to have a quiet evening with her as well so it's yeah it's it's kind of both both sides of the feeling so tell me about how you came to work here at BYU-Idaho. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. I planned on being a dentist when I was doing my bachelor's degree and priorities change and things happen and, and that didn't work out. And I ended up graduating with a bachelor's degree in zoology. And and what do you do with that? And, <laughs> you know, and so and my wife, who teaches English, was she had started up here on campus. And, and so we were in Rexburg already. And so I graduated and I just kind of hit the pavement and just, you know, what can I find? What can I do? I just happened to be lucky enough to get hired into the chemistry department as the stockroom supervisor. And that's what started it all. And I've just kind of ridden the path since then. Yeah. And now you are the environment, health and safety coordinator here at the school, which I think is probably a huge responsibility. How did you get to this point? Like <laughs> over time, did you start having a passion for safety and, and things like that? Or how, what was the journey like? Yeah, it, it, and, and journey is a good word. I think that's a very apt description of, of what it is. I started in, a, in this chemistry department and part of that as the stockroom manager was the safety for the chemistry department. So I started, was introduced to the safety aspect at the, and pretty close to the same time, I actually started a master's degree in emergency management um, the emphasis is emergency management from Arizona State University. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that online. And, and so this love and appreciation for safety and emergency management has, has just kind of grown and new opportunities opened up. The safety office has grown over the years as well as the activities that we do. I was the first hazardous materials specialist on the campus at BYU-Idaho. And then I did some fire protection for a little while after that and then recently moved into this current position. It's been fun. It's been wonderful. On this journey of being here for 21 years, what are some things you've learned that you wouldn't have learned outside of this environment? I don't know that I learned it, but I just really love working with people. You know, the safety profession, 
a lot of times has a reputation of being the ones who come in and say, no, <laughs> no, you can't do that. Or no, you have to do it differently or whatever. And that's kind of been one of my personal goals is to be the person as a resource instead of a no-sayer to be able to be a resource and say, okay, yes, we want to do this. So what do we need to do to do it safely? And and I think that's been a great experience. And I worked with so many people and there's so much talent and amazing people on this campus and resources. And, and that's, I just kind of feel like I draw on other people's resources and help support whatever they want to do as well. So how are you feeling about your devotional dress? I'm feeling good. I was reading over it this morning and making a few kind of last minute changes and I feel good. I feel like it's it's what I want to say, you know, being here so long and listening to so many devotionals, it's probably somewhere in the back of my mind has always been if, you know, if you get the chance someday, what are you going to say? And and it's it's been fun to experience what actually comes out. I feel like it's me. I feel like it represents me well. In those small moments when you're thinking, you know, to the future, in case I'm ever called to give a talk, what would my topic be? Had you always planned on um, incorporating so much of your lived experience here into the talk? Or <laughs> has this theme kind of come about as you've prepared for the address? No, I didn't plan that. I mean, I, you know, different topics, different ideas, probably different experiences in my life, it, you know, have shaped some of those experiences and things like that. But yeah, it's just been a fun thing to see it come out. And, and this is, I think this represents who I am in a lot of ways and, and really my core values. And so it's been a neat experience. You mentioned a few student responses to the weekly discussion board, and I wanted to know what what sorts of thoughts or feelings that you noticed when you read through people's responses to the prompt. You know, the concept of the armor of God is something that we hear about as members of the church our whole lives. Mm -hmm. But it's fun to see people actually recognize and validate the idea that it's real, that it's a real protection, both physical and spiritual, and that it's that it exists. And, and as we strengthen our armor, then we feel more confident and we can go forward with more faith in, in our lives. And one of the things that really drew my attention as I've read through the comments is it's not about getting rid of all pain. Um, pain still exists. We're here to experience pain in this life. But what do we do with that pain? How do we grow from it? And there's no armor that exists anywhere that can completely protect you from any sort of discomfort or pain or anything like that. But it can protect us so that we can continue to grow and develop and learn and be who our Heavenly Father knows, already knows that we can be. I hadn't really thought about how whether you're wearing the armor or not, you'll still have pain, but hopefully wearing the armor helps um, helps you work through it. You know. Yeah. And I even the fact of wearing armor, I mean, I've worn different hazmat suits and it's not the most comfortable thing. You know, this idea of no discomfort, no pain, it just isn't real in this life. And this is a mortal experience. And even the fact that we wear armor sometimes is uncomfortable. But when we do, we're protected from the major injuries and harm that can happen. Talking about sometimes the armor of God is a bit uncomfortable or maybe even often for some of us, it just feels really abrasive. You know, you pointed out in your address how the scripture doesn't ask us to only put on the pieces of armor that we feel we might need on any given day, you know, the ones we're most comfortable with, but instead asks us to put on the whole armor of God every day. What are some of those armor pieces uh, that you think people often disregard or that are so uncomfortable they're just like put aside when they shouldn't be? That's a really interesting question because really 
there there isn't any part that's not important. Um, and and so the answer truly is all of it, all the time. That's that's kind of the point of my talk. But you know, my father growing up, he was uh, a podiatrist, a foot doctor. So you know, my my attention from my life experience is drawn to the feet and the the idea of the armor of God, our our, our feet being shod with the uh, preparation of the gospel. We sometimes take for granted our feet and the importance. You know, when we have a sore toe, our whole body feels it. And often, you know, if we have, it can lead to other a sore heel or whatever. It can lead to other, a sore knee, a sore hip, a sore back. It can kind of work its way up. So we have to start, you know, we have to start somewhere. And, and, and there's no part, even that little toe is is important. And I really, I love how the, 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 the feet are shod with a preparation of the gospel. So what are we doing to prepare ourselves? We know that we're going to get hit. We know that we're, you know, we're here to learn and to grow. So how are we going to prepare ourselves for that? So, you know, if, if I were to pick one, probably mostly because of life experiences, I would say the feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel. But, uh, but really, it's so important, all of it, every, every piece. And that's hopefully the message that I can portray and, and share. And not that we are perfect and have it all the time, but uh, trying. Mm-hmm. As someone who has worked closely with youth in the church, what is your advice to younger generations about the need to wear every piece of the armor or any advice maybe that you have about coming back from not having worn the armor for a long time? You know, I think that the more I deal with youth, I realize it's it's the little things every single day. You know, we talk about putting on the whole armor of God. Well, what does that really mean? You know, it's not some big thing that we get up and we do every single day. It's not some big moment. It's it's getting up and reading our scriptures and and saying our prayers and you know making decisions throughout the day. It's it's not just one big thing. And as I've gotten older and seen more and more things and watched more of my youth progress and grow, it's been so fun to see how decisions they make when they're young affect the rest of their lives and and for me too and all of us. And every single day, it's these little decisions that really make a big difference. And that's truly how we make sure that we have the whole armor of God is by making sure we have all the little pieces put together. In your talk, you mentioned the example of preparing to say no to offers of drugs or other harmful substances at, say, a party or some sort of social gathering. And now as we've progressed out of being a teenager, being a young adult, and we're moving into our 20s and and beyond, what are some other examples that are unexpected yet surprisingly common that you think will be coming across that we should be aware of and and prepare for now that are a little bit more advanced than maybe being offered something harmful at a party? Again, for me, it, I don't know that we have to worry about the more advanced. The more When we're making the little decisions and we do that all along, then the big stuff isn't big. Mm-hmm. We just We just approach it and we do it and we face whatever choice, whatever challenge based on the experiences, all the little experiences we've previously had together. So, you know, yes, our our choices and our experiences change as we grow and develop, but I don't know that they necessarily get more advanced or harder. I think it's it's just part of the learning process, and we continue to make those little choices every day that gives us the base and the, and the strength to move forward. I think that's a much more comforting answer than maybe the one I was looking for. <laughs> We're not going to be expected to have the answer or the perfect response in the future for something. So long as we've got those bases covered, the things that we've been practicing, the little pieces of the armor every day, whatever comes in the future, if we've been doing those small things to prepare, then 
the big thing will take care of itself. We'll know how to respond in the moment, not necessarily because we've thought about this exact scenario, but simply because we've we've done the small things. It's, it's interesting. Uh, part of the emergency management part of my position, when you develop an emergency management plan, one of the things that's critical is they call it the all hazards approach. You have to take this all hazards approach. No matter what happens, you have to be able to prepare and, and make sure your lines of communication and your supply chains or whatever are in place, no matter what the situation is. Because, man, if you, if you try to develop a plan for every single possible thing that could go wrong, mm-hmm. your plan would be way, way too long, first of all, to be able to manage it. You just can't. You, you don't know exactly. So that's what makes me think about a lot is, is this idea of the all hazards approach. You look at any emergency and there's certain baseline things that will happen, communication, people, resources that, that you have to have in place no matter what the situation is. And then you respond with those baseline things to whatever the situation might be. Based on the Doctrine and Covenants 38 scripture, you know, if you are prepared, you shall not fear. And tying it back to what we've just talked about, having the baseline covered so then you can adapt beyond. Um, has there been a time in your life when there was a crisis, an emergency, whether spiritual or physical, you know, on the job, that you were able to respond and handle it and you weren't as afraid as you could have been because you were prepared beforehand? You know, we all have our things. We all have experiences and crises that happen in our life. But the one that came to my mind, I don't know if I'd call it a crisis, but it was a really just a great experience for me. And that was on my mission. We were teaching a lady um, named Ruth who was just craving the gospel. She just wanted truth and you could just feel it. And and so we would meet with her at the time we were able to meet about once a week. And so we would meet, we'd have a discussion, then we'd give her a reading assignment and tell her, you know, if you have any questions, write them down. And so then we'd come back and we'd spend the first, I don't know, however long it took. And she would literally have a notebook that she had written down through the whole week questions. You know, what about this? And what does this mean? And, you know, how do I read as, you know, a 19 year old <laughs> baby still in many ways. <laughs> I remember sitting there and at one point thinking to myself, how am I doing this? How am I answering these questions? Because I, I never felt like I didn't have a good answer for her questions. And I just remember sitting there thinking, first of all, I'm doing this and, and, and the encouragement of that. But then how grateful I was to, to my mother, to my parents, to my seminary teachers, to my priesthood leaders, to my Sunday school teachers, who my whole life had taught me and raised me and and given me the, this basis so that I could answer her questions and, and help her build her own base to develop and to learn from. And uh, it was a great experience. And it was a really a neat kind of a turning point for me that, yeah, you can do these things. You can do. It's hard. You know, I I planned on being a missionary my whole life. But I remember when I first went out into the mission field thinking, <laughs> I, I'm now I'm a missionary. How am I supposed to do this? You know, and, but anyway, it was it was a really neat experience. The choices that the people around you had made as you were growing up to help, you know, be good influences on you, remind you of those important things, obviously paid off in that moment and then beyond, you know, to help you Absolutely. be ready for the moments. And so thinking about the armor of God, it's a personal thing. You know, we can only put on the pieces to protect ourselves every day. However, if we're protected, it helps us help other people. And so what would you say to encourage us to keep going, to keep doing these things for ourselves so that in moments of trial, 
we'll be ready to help others with their own armor. A couple things. Again, it's the little things. It doesn't have to be a big step. Any step is progress. Start somewhere. Your previous question in regards to those who maybe have put aside the armor of God for a little while, that's what I would say. Just start somewhere. doesn't matter. And then just keep doing. Um, There have been a lot of times in my life, even having been raised in the church, having my own testimony stronger at times than others, there have been times when I've just had to say, I don't know. And, um, but I do know that others know and to rely on their strength and to just to keep moving, to, to keep going forward. Again, it doesn't have to be big steps. It can be anything and anything is progress. And our love and our Father in heaven loves us and recognizes that. And so will bless us as we make any kind of progress back to him. Well, thank you for sharing your testimony on that. It's been wonderful talking to you today. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it, actually. (laughs) Oh, good. That was Byron Gilbert, the Environment, Health, and Safety Coordinator at BYU-Idaho. Brother Gilbert is the BYU-Idaho devotional speaker for August 16th. This is Morgan White for BYU-Idaho Radio.